Hey, and welcome back to the Advice from Hannah show. I'm your host, Hannah Salazar, and I want to welcome you to Season 2, Episode 60, You're Subconsciously Sabotaging, featuring Joao Mercado. Joao is a really good friend of this platform, and we love it when he comes by and he drops some gems. So, like, what are you waiting for? Let's listen to this episode. I want to welcome everyone to the Advice from Hannah show where we speak on real issues and raw emotions are shown. This is your host Hannah Salazar and I want to give a big welcome back to Joel. He was on season one episode 19. Um, so he was with me when I was a baby and now I'm a toddler. So <laughs> I want to welcome Joel. Welcome. Welcome back, man. How are you? Hey, Hannah. Doing great. How are you? You know, I'm just out here trying to trying to be you. I'm trying to be Joel. Like this is my goal in life. <laughs> <laughs> Try to be like Joe. Right. Uh, no, that's uh good. I hear you're hustling a lot. I watch you a lot, which is great. And uh, thanks for having me back. Well, obviously, I did say well, you could come back anytime you want. So that is definitely I, I'm a woman of my word. And, you know, what, what have you been up to? Like, what's going on? You told us a few things last episode. If you guys want to catch up with him, season one, episode 19. Um, but, you know, what, what's going on? What? Tell me, please. Elaborate. You know, it's it's <laughs> funny. I, I was listening to the podcast again. It's I don't normally listen to myself, but I was like, I got to see what I said then to not repeat some things that I want to bring value. Right. And uh, you were like, well, hopefully by the next time I see you or talk to you, it's not like a Fortune 500 company. And, it's uh, definitely a goal, right? Um, but since we've talked since then, I, I've acquired um, helping my cousin out. She's a uh, exterminator in Pennsylvania. So we're a partner now. We just launched in January. Um, it's called Essential Pest Solutions. But if you follow her, it's Lady Exterminator. She has awesome content. Um, I also have my brother now that I partnered up with as well. So we created a digital agency in Arizona. And then painting company in san diego california what he's just out here did you hear him it's multiple businesses in different states you're yeah. like that <laughs> how are you sleeping bro <laughs> uh, you know it's uh, <laughs> a lot of work right there's definitely a lot of work but uh things are in progress it's it's fun it's a lot of fun though well congratulations i'm more than proud i do follow the lady exterminator and i message her sometimes i'm like how are you even like I'm just oh <laughs> I'd be so scared I'd be so scared to walk into those places so definitely like shout out to her I really I really admire her hustle man like it's just it's wild what what you do and everything and as somebody that that's built you constantly you're in constant build mode which is what I admire about you the most um and a lot of people will look at you now and say oh wow well yeah he was born like that you know <laughs> he was born like that. Well, I don't know. <laughs> He's just lucky, or, or you know what? My favorite line is, you know, oh well, everything just works out for you, Hannah. So, <laughs> oh, the, those are the favorite lines, aren't they? <laughs> right. Sure. How did you, know, you it, build yourself like this? Like, what? How did this happen? Ah, uh, you know, honestly, piggybacking off what we spoke before in the last season, um, a lot of it was just taking opportunities and and just 
you know, everyone says hustle hard, work hard, but the reality is that's what it is. There's no other answer to that. It's just, you have to push hard. You have to know that no matter what happens, you're going to have bad days. You're going to have horrible weeks. It's going to happen. You're going to have, there's, there's nothing fresh about it. There's nothing beautiful. (laughs) Like everyone just thinks you're going to go do a new business idea and everything's going to be peachy and rainbows and butterflies. But I got, I literally just had a breakdown last week. Like I'll, I'll be very honest and transparent because things happen, right? And people view this as like, oh, they're doing great. But the reality is, is there's still that hustle, the grind and, and the emotions behind it. So it, it's definitely a difficult task. I, I won't, uh, I won't make it sound like it's pretty. Let's just be honest. <laughs> well, no, I, I get where you're coming from, especially the rainbows, you know, what do you mean? You just got a new business location with brand new hardwood floors. You're not happy? What? What's happening? Mm-hmm. Um, can you elaborate a bit more on the breakdown? Because we've had a guest on the season and she spoke about uh, burnout and how she felt like, you know, burning out and the things that she's doing right now to combat it. But having a breakdown takes so much more out of you, I, I find, than, than the burnout itself. How did you feel the weeks leading up to to the breakdown? You know, um, that's a great question. I was feeling amazing, to be honest with you. I, I had like three solid weeks where everything was on point. My workouts, my eating, uh, my coaching, the business, just back to back, everything was lined up. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, I'd had one bad night of sleep and then I kind of fell off on my routines and then next thing you know, three, four days later, all the stress starts happening that you don't realize that you're taking on. It's always been there, but you fell out of routine and then you realize that you are burning out. So I, I understand what that means, right? And uh, my breakdown was just purely because I allowed all these things that keep me on point kind of go slipping out of my hands. I didn't continuously stay on my habits and when I realized that I had to do like a self-diagnosis, right? You have to be self-aware and go, what did I do differently this week that made me literally have an emotional breakdown than any other week when I've had even more stressful weeks before? And it's the habits. It's the routines that keep you on point. And the moment you veer off, it's literally, it could be like the littlest thing. And you're like, oh my God, I can't handle this. I can't believe this happened. When it's like less than any other stress that you can bear, right? And it's like anything else when you have a good week, a good day, it goes really well. And then if you have one bad thing and something negative keeps happening, that almost takes more than the good. And we need to be very self-aware. And once I have my breakdown, it's quick. Like I'll have it for like 20 minutes. I'm like, all right, I got to get back up. Let's keep moving. But you have to be very self-aware. I understand that, especially with somebody who we we have very similar work ethics and it's, you know, we grind till you know nine till fade pretty much Mm. but i find and i'm gonna ask you if you feel the same way studies like you see studies online and it shows that like the voice in your head is so critical to your success and sometimes we mimic the voices and well for myself the voices in my head can sometimes be voices that i heard growing up or voices that I've heard of people speaking negatively before me, in front of me, which is now why I'm just like, if negative negative talk is happening happening around me, I don't even I don't even witness it anymore. I just leave. So, do you find that perhaps you had like a voice, a negative voice go off in your head, like you know, 
Hannah, you suck today. Like, nobody wants to listen to you today. Those are kind of the things that I hear sometimes. And, you know, I go have a workout or I go read a book or, you know, I, I talk to to my husband and, and, you know, talk it out. But was there that voice in your head? Am I the only one with it? <laughs> oh, no, I think we all do, right? Um, the, the voice is always there. I, I truly believe that because, again, it goes back to those routines. When you're doing healthy things for you, for your mind, your body, um, you kind of, like, start to let that white noise get away, right? Like it doesn't really bother you as much because um, you're supplementing with great things. The moment you get those great things and they're gone, that voice starts to come out louder, right? And I, I truly believe we have to stay on those routines and those habits that keep us moving forward. And for instance, I have a, uh, I, I see a hypnotherapist once a month mm. and she's been a major shift for me in the last, I'd say six months. And it's been a consistent thing and a consistent good voice in my mind, right, that helps me literally stay on track. And it's like my coach, my accountability coach as well. And that's just something that I, I need to have. I, I, I noticed spiraling trends. There's cycles in my life that I would just be good for two, three months. All of a sudden, something bad would happen. It would just be because something triggered from my childhood or something triggered from my past, and I didn't know how to control it. I didn't understand it or identify what that was. And now that I'm older and I've been paying attention to those things for the past years, it's very important that I stay on top of that because if not, it'll definitely go back to those vicious cycles. Absolutely. And I find especially when you, you know, you grow up a certain way in your your not to say troubled childhood. I just I like to call it like the highlights, your highlights of you know the person that it makes you who you are today when you're at your best point look something will come into your mind and automatically you shut down automatically it's mm -hmm. just it's wild it's happened to me before i see you know i'm very numbers oriented especially when it comes to measuring the things that i do and sometimes i see my numbers of the things that i'm doing and i'm like Ugh, that's lame <laughs> <laughs> right 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 <laughs> calling yourself out <laughs> yeah that's lame that's lame like i'm sure that and then the comparison so do you often find that you're comparing your success to like other you know serial entrepreneurs you know uh that's a wow that's a great question um the more i think about that is i guess i compare myself to my end goal that i'm nowhere near it and um for me, I, I'm a big dreamer. I, I, I have big visions. And every time I achieve those goals, I just go bigger, right? Um, but when you do look at social media and you do watch other entrepreneurs, you do, I like to say, like, you, you start to compare yourself. You're like, well, I'm not there. Why am I not there? What are they doing differently? And then you start kind of, like, talking to yourself and, like, what do I need to change and how do I make that better for myself? So... I guess you can say, yeah, like you, you do compare yourself to other entrepreneurs, not on purpose, but subconsciously. Right. Um, and I, I guess I would say that that makes it very difficult because you're like, oh, that looks great. Right. Um, and then you look at your own life and you're like, how do I step that up? How do I move to that level? Um, so you got to be very careful when you do that. For sure, because and I'm glad that you said that and, and you. Oh, you're such the perfect guest, man. Like, you need <laughs> to be you. my co-host on, on some shows. But, you know, you're comparing yourself and you're, and you're seeing it. Sometimes, 
Like, sometimes I feel bad, and I'm like, eh, well, I'm not doing so great. And other times, I'm like, you know, you go, girl, get that bag. Like, you know, and <laughs> it motivates me, right? Because I see somebody that looks like me that's been through what I've been through, and that's out there getting it. So it kind of lights a fire under me. But for those people, like, you know, we, we all have those weak moments that we're just like, oh, okay, well, maybe I am lame, and I should just, you know, stick to my 9 to 5 and, and start looking at Pinterest for recipes, ideas. But... <laughs> Recipe ideas. <laughs> it's that true. just happened, I bet. <laughs> Who did you meet? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh my god, no shade on those girls if you're listening to me right now, but honestly, it sometimes I'm like, maybe I should just do that. <laughs> oh man, Pinterest. Love it, love it. <laughs> well, I'm at the age group of Pinterest now. From last time that you met me, like from last time we talked to now, I'm now in the 30 plus age group that looks at Pinterest. I saw the stats. I'm like, oh man, I need to get off of Pinterest right now. Never mind these <laughs> these freaking star shaped uh, kiwis. <laughs> What's wrong with them? Oh man. <laughs> oh. We but, should do another pot on Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Let's. Yes. I'm, how do these? Where do you find the time? And then I'm looking at it, and. I like the star-shaped kiwi. And I see how much food waste is around. And I'm like, you could just eat the whole kiwi. And, like, not waste, like, 20% of the Okay. And then... <laughs> but they just look so darn cute. Like... <laughs> oh, man. 30 minutes later, still on that same Pinterest. <laughs> no, right? Honestly, like, shout out to those girls. that Like, some of them, I just follow them. I'm like, wow, you're just so talented. <laughs> like, how do you do this? <laughs> I'm like, here, take an e-transfer. I want a tie-dye shirt, too. Like, <laughs> uh, but, uh, This is great. <laughs> isn't it funny? Sometimes I can't be comical, everyone. But, you know, back back to the subject of, of the comparison. And I, and I look at you, and you're so successful. And whenever you put on a video, you need to tell me I'm not going to post anything anymore. Because, like, you just bring the fire. And... Because you're somebody that's like you're very you and I are very similar. Like you saying it, you get people asking you to join things with them. Mm-hmm. How do you combat that? Like in a sense, you you we can't multiply Joel by fifty and have them across. Is it fifty states in America? Am I right? Uh, yeah, yeah, what? fifty. Yep. Wow, I'm like just smart today. But yeah, that's good. <laughs> see, we can't multiply you and have you in every single state so you could start a business. How do you, well, maybe we can, but how do you combat that in a sense, like everybody wants to work with you, but how, what's your radar? What's your radar? How can you different, like, how can you know who's good and who's not? No, that's a great question. I mean, um, this happened to me even years ago when I first got my business. Um, I I was approached by multiple people that I knew I've worked with. Um, they saw a specific talent in me and they saw a specific value. So they've asked me to be a partner with them. And at the time, I didn't know much. Um, I was like, sure. You know, I knew numbers and I knew how to be a manager. That's what I knew back then. I knew people. I was great with people and I, I, I just enjoyed it. So why not hop into these endeavors, right? But the problem is, is if you don't know the numbers, you don't know the books, right? They're going to tell you, oh, yeah, my business makes X amount of dollars. This is the type of product we do. This is what I'm looking for you to do. And you don't have to buy into my business. I just need you to help me. What they're doing is they're finding something that they're lacking that you have, right? Which is fine. The problem is, is 
if you don't know what you're getting into and what type of business it is, you're really signing yourself up for a quick failure or a kick in the butt, right? And the reason why I say that is because you don't know how much debt they're in. You don't know literally anything about the business and what you're walking into. So what if you just spend a year hustling and bustling, trying to make money for this business, they end up selling out, and they don't give you a dollar because you didn't sign the proper paperwork to be an actual partner. Or, you know, there's so many different angles that come to here. So the first thing I always say to everyone is if you're going to go into a business or a partnership that's been approached to you is, first of all, you need to look at the books. You need to know the numbers. If you don't know the numbers, you don't know your business. So you have to know the numbers. Once you know the numbers, you have to do like an evaluation. How sustainable is this? What type of product are they doing? Is this something that I'm going to be passionate about or something that I'm going to want to do that I can actually build a future with? And if those answers come together and you're able to make a decision based off that and you can trust with this individual and you guys do the proper paperwork, then fine. Now, I used to just blindly go into those things and like, yeah, sure. And I would start coaching, start doing these things, and I would get nothing out of it besides the fact that I spent a lot of time. Now, the business model that we have is that I can do this in multiple states. You want to find the individuals that can actually be the boots on the ground, coach those individuals so that they can coach their team. And then what you're bringing to value as a partner is your coaching, is your business experience and coaching them on how to run the business. And you can run multiple businesses in different states, but you have to stay coaching every week. You can't just own a business and say, have fun at it. I hope everything goes well. You have to be hands-on still. How are you going to drop this gem right now? If you guys didn't catch that, <laughs> I need you to go back and listen to it. You just got like 15 plus years of experience in like 20 seconds. Like you just you, you took us through everything you did thus far and told us what what was wrong. Like thank you for saying that. You you touched upon two critical things. Um, that jumped out at me immediately. And it's the art of following up and being hands-on. Mm -hmm. I'm huge, huge on follow-up. You've seen me. I'm, hey, Joel, are we taping? Hey, this yep. date. Hey. <laughs> you know, hey, nice video. But, you know, I just wanted to let you know. You know, so <laughs> no, I'm, right. I'm the queen of follow-up because I, I, I say I'm annoying. But it's really, I find, where where the longevity to a, a good working relationship is, is, is open communication and, and having that follow-up rapport. What else would you say aside from that that you should maybe like two other things that you should really look for when you're partnering up with somebody to, to start a mission or, or a movement? Yeah, I, I look at behaviors. I mean, everything is based off behaviors. So are they looking for just a quick uh, – what's the best way of saying it? Like I call it a bailout where – Mm. You remember last season when you were talking about you're like, man, your friend just bailed on you like that? When he asked me to come to the business with him, I ended up buying into it and then he bounced. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I look for now because it's actually happened to me. So I'm like, does this individual understand whatever it takes? And those words are very, very important. Whatever it takes. Not are they gonna do the best that they can? Are they gonna try to do the best? It's whatever it takes. And, you know, my mentors taught me that word and it just like it's embedded in my brain because, you know, you're going to have rough days being in a partnership too. like who's doing what and who's doing more than the other. Is that going to be the case? And do you want to sign up for that? Like where you know what whatever it takes 
and you're putting in 24-7, and they're on vacation, and they're just doing whatever they want because you're picking up the slack. It's not really a good partnership, right? And so that's one thing I look at. Do they understand whatever it takes? So I watch their behaviors, and I'm going to assess, like, hey, tell me a little bit about your business. Tell me a little bit about what you do, and what are your goals? What are you trying to achieve with this business? And if it makes sense to me, then perfect. I'll partner up with them. If I know they're going to hustle just as much as me or even more, um, I'll definitely partner with them. The problem is, again, is don't find someone that knows how talented you are and how much value you can bring to their business for them to coast because they're in trouble and they're tired and they've reached that burnout and they just want you to take over and pretty much do the rest. I would be very scared to do that if I was anyone else looking into a business. Wow. You're just out here just letting everything out. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. This is what I do. So any questions, ask me all day. I'm good. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. Like that. That was phenomenal. This is why this is why I had to have you come back season two. Like it was that it was not even a question. It was a no brainer for me. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I was like, what? What? What are you doing out here? Literally every buddy that I meet like if somebody that's serious I'm always like you know I have a friend out in Cali who <laughs> and I always yeah. talk about you always <laughs> like I always plug you um he's season one episode 19 go listen to what he's doing then come back and talk to me but <laughs> as a serial like entrepreneur and coach in so many businesses how has that self-sabotage sometimes impacted your professional relationships and your personal relationships Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) they're like, here we go. (laughs) Question. That is the question. Um, Wow, where do I start? Um, Let's start with professional or, you know, yeah, yeah, let's start with that. Okay, professional. So what's nice about, believe it or not, I I look at self-sabotage as a strength now. Um, And you can define self-sabotage in many different ways. It could be. Uh, procrastination, right? And it could be as severe as cutting yourself, right? And, mm-hmm. and the reason why I'm going this deep is because some people don't realize that their own behaviors is self-sabotage, even if it's just procrastination. And they're just like, oh, you know, I'm delaying this. And they don't think that that's self-sabotage, but it is. And it's as extreme as cutting yourself. It's still the same behavior. So um, how that's helped me out, my professional standpoint is, I'm not willing to let people down. I don't want to be the guy that didn't help someone out and failed them because of my own skeletons in my closets or my own procrastinations that I used to have um, or my own emotional problems that I had when I was a child growing up. Um, I don't ever want someone to feel that because of me. So on a professional standpoint, it's actually put me in overdrive, which makes me work even harder because I want to be that partner or that association, right? Or, you know, whoever is meeting me for the first time or working with me in some shape or form, I want to be the best thing that's ever happened to them in terms of a partnership. I want them to literally just say, man, this guy just gave me all this value and he didn't ask for a dollar. He didn't ask for anything back. That has shifted me so much from the professional standpoint that, you know, I pride myself as someone can say, hey, Joel came here today and gave me X, Y, Z. 
and then left. Like, didn't ask me for anything because I don't believe in asking for anything. I believe in giving. So that's helped me out in the professional standpoint. Um, on the personal standpoint in my relationships, I never realized that I actually was sabotaging my, my relationships when I was younger. Um, my friendships, things like that of that nature because I had struggles that I didn't realize I was struggling in. And, you know, I, I look back at my, my ex-girlfriend, so I'm going to give them shout-outs. I'm sorry that you had to deal with my craziness back in the day, um, but God bless you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the reality is, is um, you know, when I was a kid, there's – and I, I want to go a little deeper in this because I think it's very important. I want to be as very raw as I can. Um, and I, I'm not going to say specific names to protect individuals in my life, but growing up, there was definitely – verbal physical abuse there was all different types of things in my life and uh when that was removed at some point in my teens years i didn't know what to do i almost didn't know how to be or react so i started to self-sabotage myself and i didn't realize that till i was older when i started paying attention to those behaviors and it was almost like your body's craving something that it used to get even though it was bad. So you purposely do things so that you mimic that feeling. And it was the most insane thing. And um, I, I never realized I did that. So I hope, you know, anyone that's listening to this, pay attention to what you're doing and pay attention to your past and your current situations. And if you feel like you're living through the same thing and you're not happy, that is your answer right there. And self-sabotage is a very, very true thing, regardless of how you see it or, you know, how people want to, what's the best way of saying it, um, how they want to name certain situations. But the reality is, is it's that, you know, this is real. And we need to be able to be aware of our oneself and how we're affecting our relationships because of it. So that that's a big deal to me. And you know, whatever your questions you have based on that, I, I'm more than happy to answer any specifics. So, well, you touched a couple of nerves on me for sure. Um, just because this is this is what Jamal does and this is the type of combos <laughs> that we have. So I'm reading this book currently right now, and it's called The Body Keeps Score. So it's basically a book that talks about how the body reacts to certain traumas that we've had while we were growing up or, or traumas that we've had in the past and how, you know, pharmaceutical companies, they give us these pills to kind of quote unquote, I'm at, you know, this is, these are my beliefs. Uh, they, they numb the pain, but we, we use them in a way to, to feel the trauma again. It's kind of like when, you're going into surgery or you're getting a tattoo or, you, you know, you're getting a piercing and they ask you if you want anesthetic and you say no because I want to feel the pain. So mm -hmm. it, it, yeah. it's a it's a truthful thing because that's kind of how I am. I Like I, I full throttle if something's in front of me. I, I've literally had glass in my feet and I take it out cold blood just like that. So it's nothing. It, it's, it's something that I can handle. So when it comes to finding that next thing that gives you that the feeling of the sabotage what were you turning to because i tend to a either over drink or overeat so mm -hmm. those are my two go-to things when i when i want to feel pain or like you know i want to sabotage myself what mm -hmm. what is that for you oh wow so 
<clears throat> it went through different phases in my life. Um, in my teenage years, it, it was uh, physical. It was a really physical thing for me. So I got into, I know it sounds crazy, but like I got into Muay Thai, which is Thai kickboxing. And um, I enjoyed when I got kicked. I enjoyed when I got punched. And some people would be like, that psychologically doesn't sound right, <laughs> right? But mm-hmm. it was mimicking the feeling that it was missing in my life that I was used to feeling back then, right? Um, and I didn't realize that. And I, I just thought it was the love for martial arts. But then when I really started doing research and, and really obviously seeking help, um, we came to that conclusion. And I went through that phase. I went through a phase of even almost hitting myself when I was a kid just to be like, ah, oh, like that adrenaline, that feeling, right? Mm-hmm. It was insane. Um, and then once I turned 18, it was tattoos and piercings. And, you know, many people don't see me with piercings now. But when I turned 18, I went and got my ears pierced. Actually, I pierced my own ears mm-hmm. by myself before going to the bus stop in high school. My mom, like, almost lost her mind. <laughs> She's like, what are you doing? You know, uh, so I pierced my own ears. Once I turn 18. Oh, shout I out to your mom. My... She follows me on IG. <laughs> oh, does she? <laughs> oh, yeah. She's awesome. <laughs> um, and to the point, I, I even got my nipples pierced. I had my labray pierced, my tongue pierced. I was trying to just feel this feeling. And it was like that rush, right? And then I got older. It went into drinking. Um, I, I was drinking heavily, really bad. I mean, to the point... Um, when I was like 22, 23 years old, I, I wouldn't leave the bar without drinking half of these bottles that were half emptied. It was so bad. It was so bad. And I was just such a reckless person because I was trying to literally numb pain, but yet still receive pain so that it felt normal to me because I didn't know how to express myself. I didn't talk to anyone about things. I went from guidance counselors in school to therapists outside of school. And, you know, um, mental illness runs in my family. So the whole time I was really scared that I would have this mental illness. And I was actually sabotaging myself almost to create it, which is the most insane thing to think about. But you don't know any better. You're a child. Like no one was directing me of that. And the only thing that I had that was safe was my friendships, like people who really loved me, who I grew up with. And, um, and it wasn't until like recent years when I finally found what worked for me and confronting these issues and then actually being honest with myself. I kept lying to myself. I kept telling people like, Oh, this is who I am. And, but then I would go home and I would just completely break and crack. Right. And, that, that was a big deal for me. So personal development then became a big, huge thing for me to, to continue to be better. And once I hired my hypnotherapist too, I mean, it's been such a blessing. Um, I'll be honest with you, like the things that I had to do to just change habits and change thoughts of my life and, and not sabotage any more like that. I mean, obviously we're going to still have trinkles of it. Right. But, uh, you know, you really have to be aware. And there's a term that they say you need to see the man in the mirror. And I see myself in the mirror every single day. It's part of my routine. I look at myself. I talk to myself. I I literally give myself positive affirmations every single day. And I, I just find ways to know that I'm becoming a better person every single day. 
And if I don't do something towards that, I will fall back into those old habits that I fear very much that I don't ever want to do again. And, you know, I hope whoever's listening to this, that they can see the hope in that because I am so happy. <laughs> like, I am so happy. I'm so positive. And, you know, I, I still have my bad days. But notice I'll have a bad day. I won't have bad weeks. I won't bad bad months. I don't allow it to take over um, because you have to implement things that are going to make you be the best you every single day. And if you don't have those tools in place, I highly urgently tell you to go find those tools so that you don't fall into that ever again. I want to thank you for actually sharing that with me. And I send you a virtual hug because <laughs> thank you. I, I, you, you, you know, damn it, Joel, make the town hold cry. Um, <laughs> seriously, I, I felt every single word that you said, and it's hard to look in the truth mirror and see what your imperfections are and and you're able to identify, you know what? I don't know everything. I grew up a certain way. I was taught to a certain way. I did things a certain way because that is what felt good at the time. But it wasn't necessarily the right move for me. And moving past that and not living in that shadow of, you know, well, I can't I can't amount to anything because I grew up in the hood. Or I went mm. to community college, so my education isn't good enough. Or, you know, it's kind of those things that, that we tell ourselves and really break past that and break our mold and, and become who you are today. You know, multiple business owner in different states, coached and, you know, mentored to so many people. That is what makes you you. That Absolutely. right there. <laughs> Jeez, Harry, what, what's going on here? You got me all like, ah! <laughs> Oh, we have to meet one of these days, you and I. Cause... Oh, we will. We will. <laughs> this, we will. That, that was just, shoot, we need to drink kombucha to that or some kind of green crust. <laughs> kombucha, I love it. Yeah. Well, you know, you it's know, what I'm trying to like, you know, it's low in sugar and <laughs> it makes me feel good. Funny thing about absolutely. kombucha, but we'll, we'll talk, we'll do a Pinterest and kombucha episode. For Christmas. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> we'll talk about our, our love for, for Pinterest. But I want to actually ask you and, and give you the floor. Where do you see yourself in the next little bit? I have this one day challenge going on right now on Instagram that I ask people what their one day thing is. And then I save it under my tab. So when you actually do that thing, whoever's smart will blow up with you because they'll be like, I remember. And then, you know, they'll, <laughs> they'll tailgate on that on that cloud that you're making. So what's what's your one day? So my one day, like, essentially, like, in the future, like, what it's going to be like? or Yeah, like, I said one day I'm going to speak at, like, the Air Canada Centre, which is, like, our biggest arena here in Toronto, and it holds 19,500 seats. And I'm going to fill that B up, and everybody's going to come see me and, and hear me speak. So that's my one day. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, I have a lot of one days, though. Share them. Share them. <laughs> share them. I want to um, hear them all. <laughs> you know, honestly, the, the two main one days for me, um, I have such a high passion of just helping people in many different ways. Um, and the reason why I say that is because, you know, I, I know a lot of people are doing the personal development. They're following the Tony Robbins and the mm-hmm. um, Ed Milets and the... Uh, um, Lewis uh, Howes and all, all everybody, right? There's all so many guys. of them. Yeah, 
And um, the, the the reality is, is this, is that we all can do that, right? And when I speak to people, they'll say, well, like, there's already a guy who does that. I'm like, yeah, but they're not Joel. Joel is Joel, right? And he's going to provide something that's different. And my one day is, is I, I really want to be in a stadium to myself and have it in a way that I'm teaching and not telling. And the reason why I say that is because I still feel like there's still those motivational speakers that go out there that tell you what to do. And when you leave the stadium, you're so pumped up and hyped up, but that's for about an hour. Then you come home and you go, okay, what do I do with it? How do I do it? To me, I I don't want to be motivated for a day. I want to be motivated for life. What can I give to someone that they're going to carry that and say, wow, like, I changed this thing about me because this was a tool that was given to me. That means more to me. So that's my one day. I want to be in a stadium and I want to have thousands of people to just say that same thing. They took at least one thing. At least one person in that whole stadium took one big life-changing tool that they can take with them. And my second one day is I'm really big with the homeless. Um, I have a big heart for that. At one point, I wasn't in a home either. You know what I'm saying? And I was living out in the streets for some time. And that's a big deal for me. So instead of getting homeless shelter, which eventually I want to do like a nonprofit organization and have shelter for the homeless in the surrounding areas, I also want to put a program together where I own a business that they can work in, that we can coach them to get them back into their lives. Meaning, hey, you can live at this home for X amount of time. We're going to get you taken care of. And then we're going to also teach you to get back on your feet and teach you on how to get a job and teach you how to sustain it and give you things and tools that you didn't receive And I know that there's some homeless that have mental illnesses and some homeless that just had bad situations, right? Mm -hmm. But even with the mental illnesses, there's medications and stuff out there that you can get help from. And I want to be able to provide that. So that's my second big one day. And I know I will achieve that because it's a firing, like, passion of mine in my heart. And that's why I'm doing these businesses so that I can get connected to the right people and pretty much practice through these businesses so that I can have a bigger future and accomplish those visions. Listen, when you decide to do the homeless shelter project, hit me up. Oh, I will. (laughs) Hit me up. (laughs) For sure. sure. I will (laughs) jump in head first for that one. Um, Especially I, I never experienced homelessness, but I think that, how do I say this to you? Hmm. That it makes sense. I feel as though they understand the true meaning of living. Yeah. If you catch them, it's it's hard to yeah. without me getting into a tangent. But they really like they understand what a meal is. They understand what a roof is. They get it. Um, just because I feel as though before you have your biggest like elevation, everything gets taken away from you, and sometimes that means homelessness. Yeah. So. If, listen, I'm. You guys heard it on the podcast. I'm in this project. If you don't see, if you see Jamal on some homeless movement and I'm not standing next to him, call me out. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll be calling you first, so don't worry about that. <laughs> I'll I'm follow up. <laughs> so 
in. Love, love, love that. You know we love you on here. We love talking to you. I want to thank you again for being on the platform with me. Is there anything else that maybe, I don't say this to everyone, but I'm going to give you the chance, anything that I didn't touch on that you want to talk about? You know, honestly, I, I think, uh, first of all, thank you for having me back again and, and, and allowing me talking about a topic that's very sensitive, right? And, mm. of course, we didn't go in, like, crazy details, but I think we hit enough where it, it's important that people see that we all struggle with something. And it's important to to see that no matter how much someone's success is or what you see on Instagram or what you see on Facebook or whatever else, like – you just don't know their story, and it's okay. And I, I really want and I urge everyone to to really take this time to just focus on yourself, right? And everything else is going to work out, and I, I truly believe that because if you focus on everyone else, what do they say when, the, when you're flying on an airplane and the mask comes down? It says you put the mask on yourself first, right? And the saying when people say, oh, you can't love other people if you don't love yourself, I know they sound like sayings, but it's the truth. And you really need to be all about you first. Focus on you before you can actually reach out to others. That's the best advice I can give. And uh, I have much love for you guys and, and everyone else out there. And thank you for having me. Thank you so much. I'm so humbled. And uh, it, it's just amazing. Thank you. You are welcome. That was a mic drop. As always, this is your favorite host, Advice from Hannah, coming at you from our bedroom studio in Toronto with Joel and Callie. And I want to wish you the best week ever. Toodles! Baby.